Hey y'all, this is Snowman Steve here, America's favorite drunk piece of shit redneck. When I'm not playing on Tina's field, I'm listening to the Lord Petty Podcast. Cheers, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I haven't really been drinking and it's not like this conscious decision it's just i just don't think of alcohol like it just doesn't cross my mind um it just i mean i, I sip Lacroix all day i mean i have at least like six Lacroix every day so maybe that's just kind of like you know when people stop smoking they start putting pens in their mouth and shit like that so i don't know but it's not like i'm thinking about alcohol like oh i gotta get drunk now but i think subconsciously because your subconscious is your best friend I think subconsciously, my my everything is just telling me stop drinking because whenever I drink, like the next day or two, I just start cringing at like shit I either did or said or something, <laughs> you know. And it's just not a good feeling. And I think that's how people get in the spirals and they just drink more because they want to block those things out. And next thing you know, you're like 50 years old, just a big old fucking drunk, you know. Like I was all hammered, and I'm I'm telling this person who's been like an actual like she's actually been into bodybuilding and competed and shit like that and like without sound like just looks without sounding weird like looks great you know what i mean and so i'm sitting there like talking about how in shape i used to be (laughs) (laughs) such a cringe dude like oh yeah i used to be super fucking ripped it's not like i was like hitting on this person i'm just saying like it's fucking cringy you're trying to tell somebody who's like an actual like professional at something about how good you were at something like it's literally like the most cringiest shit I can ever think of in my life plus um, then I can't get off the couch the next day and I turn into a big piece of shit and speaking of being a big piece of shit I need a big piece of shit in my life but not that type of piece of shit I just need like a big fucking scummy person it's like a real like crooked mentality uh, money making type person in my life because that's what I'm really missing you know that's what I'm really missing. I need somebody, like a uh, somebody, to help me make some money with this fucking podcast. Because this podcast has officially gotten big enough to where it's causing me problems. It's causing me problems in my relationships. People are looking at me funny because it's at the point where now the podcast it has uh, preceded my. It's outside of my control. Where it's like more likely where somebody knows the podcast without knowing me first. You know what I mean? Where before it's like I try to get my friends to listen to it. Now I meet people that know my podcast. And they ask me weird shit. And it's like, dude, you're getting a 20-minute sliver of my life, which is just uh, literally the most concentrated version of the worst of me. And, um, you know, that's what I signed up for. I mean, I know this, so it's okay. And so I just explained to people, like, dude, it's a bunch of buffoonery. I troll to get people to listen to it. And uh, half the time, like, the shit I post on social media or something like that, I'm making it up or something just because I want to get people talking because, you know what, are you going to fault me or are you going to fault the world? There's a reason you're asking me about some dumb shit like uh, selling farts online or something like that because uh, if I tell you, oh, you know what, I'm talking about quantum physics on my podcast this week, you should tune in. you would be like, no. But if I tell you something super ignorant, you're going to tune in. You're going to tell somebody else to listen to it. So you know what? Don't fault me. Fault the world. That's why Paris Hilton acted stupid. That's why the bass god acted stupid. That's why Jay-Z acted stupid. Everybody acts stupid. The only thing is, is like, I don't, I, I know you're not stupid enough to not know this. So I might as well just admit it. You know, I might as well just admit it and um, take a little pressure off the people around me that feel uncomfortable by the conversations because they didn't sign up for it. Like my girlfriend, she's like, 
you know, and some people will ask my girlfriend some weird shit about me, which is usually like either, um, I don't think people mean, you know, harm or something like that, but that's how I know what I'm doing is working. That's how I know what I'm doing is working because uh, people are inquiring about stuff. And at the end of the day, like that should get to me, but it doesn't because it's just going to be people that brag about knowing me eventually. And that's just how the world works. That might not sound arrogant, but you know what? I believe in myself. Fuck me. And it's weird. It's a really weird feeling watching your ideas come to life. You know what I mean? It's really weird watching something work because most of the time shit doesn't work. You know what I mean? (laughs) And so it's really weird watching something work and like the good and bad that comes from it. The bad being that um, sometimes people can't separate reality from the buffoonery, which is I had this big spiritual awakening, dude. I had this whole big spiritual awakening about this thing. And it was while I was watching this show about cults. Well, it was one about Nexium specifically called The Vow. It's on HBO about Keith Raniere, who was like, you know, he started off in like Amway and shit like that. And then he got, uh, he learned how just like MLM, just like brainwashing and shit like that works. Which, by the way, if you're affiliated with any sort of multi level marketing thing, like, it's nothing to be embarrassed about, but it's just like, get out of it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I know like in the Seattle area, like Amway flows strong and people get defensive about it. It's just like, dude, they use brainwash tactics to keep you in this fucking like it's called it's called a closed circuit or I don't even know what it's called. But it's called something like a closed circuit or whatever, where they convince you that you're buying from yourself. But the products are so expensive that like it, it, it doesn't uh, it doesn't make sense. Like, how do you logically explain this without going um, you're, it's just, it's, it's, it's like a loophole legal pyramid scheme. You know what I mean? Because if it wasn't for the products, basically all you're doing is recruiting people and they preach all this like self-improvement, yada, yada. It's just, it's very culty. And the thing about it, like a lot of times these things like essential oils or like it works and shit like that, what they'll do They'll say, oh, well, all you need to do is recruit five people and then those five people need to recruit five people and then this cycle only needs to happen five times and you'll be a millionaire flying on jets and shit, you know? <laughs> like, it's just like the math alone doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? So think about it. So let's do a quick math lesson here, okay? Uh, so you start out with five people, okay? You recruit five people. Then they're supposed to recruit. So they say the cycle five times, you'll be a millionaire, okay? Let's do this. So five times five is 25, okay? That's one cycle. Now you got 25 people in your network of your your multi-level level marketing bullshit, okay? So then you multiply that times five. That's 125. That's two cycles, okay? Like, oh, okay, yeah, 125 people. That's... You know, now you're the size of uh, a pretty well-established business at this point, okay? 125 people. That's only two cycles. You, you ain't sh- you ain't shit yet in the Amway world, okay? Now let's do it again. Three cycles. Oh, 625. Like, that's a lot of fucking people. Think about 625 people, okay? And you're still barely making any money. Let's do that again. Four cycles is 3,125 people. Come on. Four cycles is 15,625. Think about the population of the county that you live in, okay? 
five cycles is 78,125 people. Six cycles is 390,625 people. Seven cycles is 1,953,125 people. What about seven cycles is 9 million? You see what I'm saying? Mathematically alone, it just doesn't make sense. There's just not enough people for you to recruit, for you to make money in these things at a certain point, which most people, it's just, it's a fucking sham is what I'm trying to tell you. So uh, if you're involved with it, you know, they're going to tell you, oh, stay clear of people like me that are positive and quote losers and stuff like that. Uh, because I just don't get it. We don't want them. Because that's another thing they do. They create this like sense of ex- exclusivity or whatever. It's just, it's it's a bunch, it's a bunch of crock of shit, dude. But um, anyways, share the podcast, please. Uh, share the podcast. Oh, the whole thing I meant to talk about. The whole thing I meant to talk about was I had this like spiritual awakening while watching this cult documentary because of this guy, this Keith Ranieri guy, the guy that started Nexium, the like ex-Amway guy, he uh, who ended up started a sex cult using the same tactics that Amway uses. Um, basically, what what he would do is he would say shit like he literally said verbatim jokes that I've made on this podcast that are so like blatantly jokes. Like the whole reason I say them is to get a fucking reaction. You know, that's no secret. Like, let's drop the bullshit. Like, I'll say it to get a reaction. Um, like that's how you set up a joke. You say something outlandish, you wait for the reaction, people feel uncomfortable, then you start breaking it apart and then you get kind of to a ridiculous enough point where people be like, okay, this guy's in a psychopath. He's just making fun of life, you know? But so this guy, he never got to the last two steps. He would say some outrageous shit, but the way he would say the outrageous shit is he would say it like he's trying to help you. Like he's trying to open your eyes to something new, trying to show you some way, some some shit that's never been thought before. He's basically a comedian, but the shit he's saying isn't funny. He's a comedian, but he's saying the shit super enlightening and he's packaging it. It's like, uh, <laughs> I was making this joke when I was drunk, but it's it's literally, it's like Lil Wayne. I know I always talk about Lil Wayne. Yeah, but it's like, Little Wayne can say anything, you know, Little Wayne can say the dumbest shit, but he says it so confidently that you will not disagree. Like, yes, he is the best rapper alive. So when Keith Raniere comes along and he says a bunch of like foul shit about women, uh, then like, uh, you just got to watch the documentary. He says a bunch of like really like foul shit about women. And then these women all want to like beg for his acceptance after that because he says it so like lovingly. And then eventually he's like, the only way to really find yourself is on the other side of pain and like true commitment. And like, if you never commit to anything, yeah, but basically soon he's like slowly brainwashing these women to just like do whatever the fuck he wants, you know? Um, kind of like how, uh, multi-level marketing things, they just brainwash you to the point where all you want to do is buy their stupid products and listen to them talk about themselves. But anyways, hold up. So I had this spiritual awakening watching this because that's when I realized words are dangerous. And I've always known this because, I mean, you look at people like Charles Manson, Hitler, anybody, anybody that's ever been super fucked up. They're rarely the ones picking up the gun themselves, you know, is what they do is they talk well. They have these ideas that sound good and then they get these fucking morons to just like fulfill their wishes because, um, you know, everybody's like looking for purpose and sense of belonging and yada, 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 you know, unless you're like a damaged son of a bitch like me, where you're just completely immune to bullshit like that because, you know, you have no, uh, you have no plans of being a better person, <laughs> a better person, you know, but 
it made me realize like with politics too, because I do a lot of political trolling and I don't really, I, I mean this sincerely, like I don't lean any way too tough. Like I think I'm, if I had to classify myself, I would say like I'm a right leaning moderate, but then at the same time, like I'm so for like gays and marijuana and like, so like against racism and shit like that, which I think a lot of times, and it's kind of a stereotype to say that people on the right aren't like that. I just think like most Republicans, you mean, are just kind of fiscally conservative where it's like, okay, why am I paying all this tax money for a fucking homeless shelter where it's like half these people aren't even from like the state that I live in. They just come here because they get all these fucking, you know, crackhead benefits. And then I got to look at it, pay for it. And then these people are like breaking into my car at night. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like the general consensus for most like quote conservatives that I meet, but most like liberals and shit like that, that I meet, they're actually like good people and they mean well. So it's just kind of this big disconnect. That's why I realized like I can make these jokes about people, but then people are going to take them serious. And all of a sudden I got beef with somebody I grew up with who I know and I feel is actually like a good person, but they can't see through the joke and that's not their fault. It's my fault because I shouldn't assume that people don't take shit serious. Like to me, I don't take anything serious. You know what I mean? Like, unless it's paying me or unless it's like somebody's life, like, I just don't take it serious. Like, you're not going to hurt my feelings. You're not going to say anything that's going to shake me in any way. But that's not normal. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't know if I should be proud of that or not, but that's just the way it is. But um, long story short, if you guys want to join a cult, uh, so do I. Um, We can Google some cults and then join one and that'll be fun together. You know what I mean? Anyways, dude, uh, <laughs> was any of that funny? I don't think it was. I don't think it was at all. But <laughs> uh, dude, this podcast fucking rips, dude. I'm sorry. This podcast is the shit. Because you, you know what? Podcasts suck, though. It's funny. It's funny because people ask me like, oh, what's your podcast about? I was like, dude, I don't know, man. It's about it's about a fucking psycho with a microphone. I don't know, but it's funny. Cause I get these, you know, like my shit's finally to a point where like a lot of like new podcasts and stuff reach out to me. But then like, like I had one reach out the other day and I hope they don't listen to this. Cause it'd be kind of awkward because you know, I do wish them well, but it's just like this podcast with like these four dads and their whole thing is like, yeah, just, you know, four dads drinking, four dads having a drink and talking about anything under the sun. I can't think of anything that I would not want to hear any more than just like four dudes like drinking, like sitting in front of microphones, feeling like they're accomplishing something. You know what I mean? I literally can't think of anything less interesting. Um, at least with this, right? At least it's just me and you like we're vibing. You know what I mean? We're vibing. And if you're just like sitting there listening to four dudes talk about nothing, that's boring. At least when you're listening to Rogan or something like that, they're having smart people on. So he's getting answers out of smart people that you want to be able to ask them. So hopefully he asks the questions that you want them to ask them. Plus, he's a smart dude himself, himself, I mean. So themselves, like all gender neutral towards Rogan, <laughs> the most clearly man in the world. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, dude. Podcasts about nothing fucking suck. I want some podcast beef. I think I've said this before, but I literally want some podcast beef. You know, like a lot of rappers have beef with each other. Like, I want some podcast beef. I want all the smoke, dude. I want all the fucking smoke. Literally, like, 
I want somebody to talk shit so I can just talk shit about their podcast um, and just come at them, you know? Instead of making diss tracks to make fucking diss episodes, that'd be sick, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of diss tracks, uh, you know what's always kind of bothered me is like underground rappers and everything about them. I know every the thing about every underground rapper is they want to be a mainstream rapper, but then all they do is spend their whole time with their lyrics just shitting on mainstream rappers because nobody accepts them on the grand scale, you know? The whole goal is to fucking sell out. Like, who's making records that doesn't want anybody to hear the records? And another thing about, like, quote, underground rappers, maybe if you guys started your fucking shows on time, people would actually come to them. There's nothing worse than rap shows because they'd be like, oh, the show starts at 8. And then all of a sudden there's nine people on the ticket, right? You go there to see one guy who's like a fucking D minus list celebrity or whatever. You go to see him and all of a sudden he's got nine openers and then they don't start. So then the guy doesn't go on until like midnight on a Tuesday at some bar. It's like, dude. You would have more fans if you would allow your fans to come to your shows and be there because people have fucking jobs. You know what I mean? And it's like if it's a 21 and over event, like people got to like, people got to work, you know? And so it's like if people want to come out and support your shit, like start your fucking shows on time. They'll be like, oh, no, let's wait till more people show up. More people ain't showing up, bro. You don't know how many of these like stupid little hip hop shows I've gone to to like either like support friends or something like that. And then like the promoters they're like, yeah, well, let's, let's just, let's just wait a little bit. Let's just wait. Let's try to pack it a little bit more. You're not going to pack it, dude. Start the show. Maybe, maybe if you just start the fucking show and shit starts cracking, people walk by and be like, oh, maybe we should go in there. Otherwise, everybody else in there is just going to lose enthusiasm and you're just like holding people hostage to like listen to some rapper play the song and then ad lib his own shit. It's a rap concerts are literally the worst thing ever, dude. <laughs> Especially those under, then you like listen to some guy play a song rapping about rapping and then he's not even rapping the song. He's just like playing the song and doing that. I'm going to start ad-libbing this goddamn podcast. I'm going to, I'm going to record two things. So then when I'm talking, you know, 21 would be like 21, you know, or uh, Gucci may be like, brr, saying that shit in the background. I'm just going to be like, Lord pity in the back of me making not even jokes because these aren't even jokes. I'm not even funny. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know why the fuck anybody listens to this. Like this podcast kicks ass, but at the same time, I'm not even funny. I'm just so mean that like you think I'm joking, but uh, I actually I am joking, but I really don't know what I'm talking about. But I say it so confidently like little Wayne talking about real G's moving in silence like lasagna that you think that I actually know what I'm talking about. And the funny thing is this podcast gotten to a point where like I'll be in a circle of people that I'm like indirectly connected with. And then all of a sudden I like hear them talking about some shit and somebody be making a point like that was my point. That's something I said and you don't even know that because I put it into your head months ago. Anyways, um, I went to a pumpkin patch for the first time and I had, you know, it was fun because I was with my friends like everybody that's there. I, I love them dearly. But uh, what the fuck is a pumpkin patch? You know, like you just go there to take the picture, right? Because uh, your boy was really muddy and maybe it's because I was really sober and really, really uh, sober and I don't have kids or anything, but I was just kind of confused by the concept of it, but I would totally do it again. Just next time I'm going to pull me, pull me some yak in my cu. You know what I'm saying? 
I haven't had a fucking bite this morning. All I've been doing is just sipping coffee. I had to wake up with Shouty because I had to go pick up my car from that party I was talking about. Um, uh, what is this? Oh, somebody's. I need a, I need a graphic designer, by the way. I need a graphic designer for uh for my album. I just got a message from a from a dude, but I'm looking for a graphic designer. So if you guys know a dope graphic designer, tag me in that bit, please. Tell me in that bit, please. You guys want to hear something sick? You know, it's talking about how I wanted a uh, podcast beef. Check out, <laughs> check out this podcast intro. Hold up. What if I did that? <laughs> Dude, I got to do that. I got to sing you guys an intro. I'm going <laughs> to do it on the next episode. This is the Lord Petty Show. The Lord Petty Radio. And just say that over and over. <laughs> Watch, like her boyfriend's going to find that and just beat me up. Oh, dude, we got to do that one more time. That show was fun. Wait. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, dude, that's funny. I wonder what she talks about. I should, like, call into the love jones show let's see excitementradio.com is this like illegal am i allowed to just like shit like shit on podcasts like this is this a thing um oh my god this looks like a myspace page uh like talk shows podcasts hip-hop r&b and the best independent music Based out of Miami, Florida. Based in Miami, Florida, we bring you live talk shows, podcast shows, and stream the hottest music from mainstream hip-hop to independent. Listen to our wonderful radio personalities that educate and entertain you. We take internet radio to a new level. Leave us a comment. Thank you for your support. This is the Love Jones Show. This is the Love Jones Show. Anyways, dude. All right, fuck this. It is time. It is time for us to solve some people's problems together. As we do this together, I want you guys to remember if you want your problems solved or made worse or acknowledged or just solidified, um, think about how fun it would be if you and your friends have some stupid classic story that you have and you wrote it into me. And then I put it on this podcast that gets hundreds of downloads every week. And. 
you guys would uh, solidify your place in the digital space with your epic tale that could be completely anonymous. Just don't write me some incriminating shit because guess what? Cops do listen to this. Not cops that are looking for people, just cops in general because I noticed on my Instagram following, I posted a clip talking about being compassionate towards good police officers and I think that clip kind of got sent around between some police officers, which shout outs to you guys. I, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys keeping the fucking hobos off my doorstep and the crackheads out of my truck and uh, dealing with all in all most of the scum on the street that I would never want to deal with and running towards the danger where I'd be standing behind a wall going fuck this so thank you you guys if you're listening to this and you're a little uh, your little patrol boy right now stay safe because I'm staying in Casa with it um God, that'd be cool. How cool would it be to have some cop stories? Dude, yeah. I don't know. Is that legal? I don't know. I don't know, but somebody wants to write me some cop stories. That'd be fucking sick. Just like the worst thing you've ever seen on the job. Not even the worst thing. Maybe just like the funniest, most fucked up thing. Like a guy. <laughs> like a guy just like, um, I don't know. Shit in his pants during an arrest or something. I don't know. There's got to be some funny shit, you know? I know like my, my, my buddy Baus, he, uh, so he's a, he's a first responder. He's a paramedic and like he's, he's asked, like he texted me the other day. He's like, Hey, you see any good horror movie? Or I told him about a good horror movie. He's like, Hey man, uh, what's, what was that horror movie you were talking about? And so I told him, which is called like the taking of Deborah Logan, by the way, scariest fucking movie ever, by the way. And uh, I was like, do you watch these by yourself? He's like, yeah, I need to feel something. <laughs> and then I guess they watch them like at work and when they're not out on call, they watch horror movies too. So I'm like, don't you guys see enough scary shit? He's like, yeah, dude, we're damaged people. So um, don't envy that. So let's see. Let me go in here. This is the Love Jones Show. Uh, all right. I'm a 29-year-old female, and I have a question. I met a man, a 32-year-old, and I'm so attracted to him. I don't think he was attracted to me at first, but now he can't get enough of me. So he says. <laughs> uh, so right off the rip, I'm not... I have a really let's let's read a little bit further. But right off, my first instinct is that this is just guys because you got to understand for men, um, sex isn't as abundant as for women. So even if like if you perceive a chick as a six, if she's really into you, she becomes an eight because she's into you and because it's available, you know. So, but. That's kind of mean, but anyways. But now he can't get it up for me, so he says, however, I'm still the one who does most of the initiating with the sex. Or this dude's just a straight-up alpha, and he doesn't give a fuck. He never declines, though. I have a nice body, but my face is average. That's really mean. I'm sure you're beautiful. Stop. I'm afraid I won't be able to keep him interested, my own insecurity, due to my not being beautiful. I don't like that I am more attracted to him, seemingly. Makes me feel the balance is off. Yeah, that's a thing. Like That's why you always see... 
That's why you always hear these fucking beta cucks being like, oh, she's so out of his league or like, oh, what has she seen him? Like girls want to be the more attractive ones. Like, and plus as a, as a dude, you know, you should feel like you can pull the hottest girl because if not, that's like being a rapper or something like that and not thinking you're the best rapper ever. That's like being a man and thinking like, oh, I can't get a hot woman. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, like it doesn't matter what somebody looks like internally. Like literally everybody is just, a fucking person and we're all going to die. So like, you shouldn't be scared to try and fuck attractive people. You know, um, it makes me feel like the balance is off though. Things are fairly new. We've only been dating for six weeks. I have known him for a few years though. I've heard men tell stories about women who weren't beautiful, but very sexy. That is a thing. Uh, some women just have like off the chart sex appeal, which is, um, I mean, that's most porn stars. Look at most porn stars. They aren't like, you know, they don't look like Instagram girls, but it's like you're going to sleep with them. But just they're like, you can just tell they just have that like raw sexuality to them. You know, you're also not going to bring them home to mom. But at the same time, like some really, really, really pretty girls are just terrible in bed because, you know, they didn't have to try. Um, you know, then other girls just really like love sex. And, you know, there's yeah. You, you already know. When, uh, I've heard men tell stories about women who weren't very beautiful, but very sexy. You ever got into a relationship with someone you weren't initially attracted to? No, but I've slept with them. Then they were just so sexy. Um, can a woman be very sexy? And can you not get enough of them based on appeal and aura, but not so much of a... Okay, think about this. Like Guys will literally fuck their hand. So it's like anything is better than fucking your hand. So <laughs> what makes that woman? Uh, that's just kind of, I hate to tell you this, but men are pigs. Like we will, like if you're in a drought, um, you know, like people do questionable things, dude. Ah, take a sip of coffee. Um, I don't know. I don't know. My expertise is just, I can just say like the real way you find out if this dude's into you is, um, you stop talking to him for a while, you know, which is stupid. I mean, don't play games, but it's like the thing that women have to understand, like the easier you make it for men to have sex, the less they're going to respect you, which is, just, I know it's fucked up. Like, I know it's fucked up. I know, I, I know, I know, like, I get it. It's fucked up, but it's just, it's, it's truth. You know, it's the same way. Like, you know, all this, like, I think feminism is a great thing, but what it does is it tries to wash reality out, out of the picture. Sometimes, you know, it's like, I don't care what a woman says about like, you know, we want to be yes, independent. Yes. Want all these, you know, like the equality, all that. But at the end of the day, like women want to feel protected, provided for and loved. You know what I mean? Like, that's just not going to go anywhere. Like women want like a dominant male that isn't going to take shit. And that's going to like put their foot down in the world and like stand up for themselves to her and like stand up for her and protect her and like bring bread home and like jump in front of the saber toothed tiger to protect the baby. You know, like that's just, that's natural. It's like what people are going to be attracted to. It's the same way where it's like, you can't help what you're attracted to. You see what I'm saying? You just can't help things that are natural. And so for a guy, 
a guy's not going to see a woman as a high value mate that just right off the rip just gives it up. Like that's cool and we appreciate it. The same way women appreciate really nice men that are like really nice to them, make them feel good about stuff. They're not going to be attracted to it like in a long-term partner maybe as much the same way guys aren't going to be attracted to like a really easy woman as a long-term partner. It's just nature. You know what I mean? Like you can't help, you can't fight nature. Um, that's kind of what I'm saying, but kind of going off the rails here. Um, uh, da, 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 da. So this, uh, oh, I like this. Uh, I need more shit from, from women because with guys, the message is just the same shit. I'll keep saying it over and over, but to men, it's just pretty much always the same message. So I like clarifying some things for the ladies. Here's this one. How should I feel? Recently, my boyfriend transferred to a new college with a pretty big party environment. His roommates are all single and he's constantly around other girls. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, the majority of his friends are girls and they're always in and out of his roommate's apartment. They do a lot of stuff together almost every day. He tells me to trust him, but usually doesn't mention anything till I find out about it on my own. Yeah, I mean, come on. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you this, but college age guys, like, you're never, ever, ever going to be in an, like, don't be in relationships in college. You're never in your life going to be surrounded by a bunch of young, good looking people in a, like, environment like that ever again. You know what I mean? Where the whole town is literally just, young people um without kids and that where money isn't really an issue and you're never going to experience shit like that ever again so just don't be in relationships or at least don't expect anything from anybody because that's just going to be a heartbreak in the making because i can guarantee you this guy and he's gonna have his friends in his ear and people saying the same shit that i just said because it's just kind of you know the thing to do um he tells me to trust him, but usually blah, blah, blah. And for the fact that he's not telling you shit and you're finding it out on your own, I mean, that should be a sign. Like, when you start finding shit out, like, don't let anybody ever tell you you're crazy. Uh, I don't know what to do. I wake up and go to sleep anxious every night because I don't know the things he's doing and I want to trust him so bad, but it's hard when he doesn't fully communicate and does a lot of things that make me feel uncomfortable. Am I being dramatic? Nope, not at all. Not at all. You're 100% in the right, uh, but... Uh, you're not crazy, um, and I can almost guarantee you that that it, it's, he's going to do something stupid. As a guy who's been 20, what did you say, 20, or was that the last one? Whatever. As a guy that's been college-aged, um, I, I can tell you 100% like he's going to do something stupid. And it's very unlikely that you're not going to meet some other dude that's going to be attracted to. And it's Don't be in relationships in college. Study, do drugs, and have protected sex in college, okay? And plan for your future. And then uh, don't put anything on the internet from those years. And yeah, wear protection. Yeah. 
the story I'm about to tell Another tale about that yell Little girl once innocent and sweet 14 introduced to the street Started from weed, big smoke outs Before you could exhale, blunt in your mouth Champ, nay, glue you blue Now you need something else to do A new how to try, a new place to go Introduced to the yay to the yo House full of girls, old and young Played on the table, taking one-on-ones Used all the bills just to snort the lines You see the big girls do it, so of course it's fine Cocaine enforced on your mind Not blow, then they blow in your time Yo, hey, yo, for yeah, yo Walk around with yeah, yo All in my days, oh, I must have been crazy, yo Hey, yo, for yeah, yo Walk around with yeah, yo All in my days, oh, I must have been Chopping and copping the kicks, supplying people with they fix. Where you fit, on Fillmore Street is where you sit. Don't go in the house till you move a zip. Work the day and night shift to stay awake. A nigga might sniff, not too much, cause you might slip. Instead of 28, you cook at 26. Keep a gat in a pack in the sock, take a couple of toots, then it's back to the block. Back to the surface, out the sack, experimenting with that salt. Wonder about that crack, huh? One try, another try without a doubt. Papered out, always at the powder house. Daytime, nighttime, nigga potted out. Could have been a papered up powerhouse. Hey, yo, for yeah, yo, walk around with yeah, yo, all in my days, oh, I must have been crazy, yo, hey, yo, for yeah, yo, walk around with yeah, yo, all in my days, oh, I must have been crazy, yo. Like you and I, super high, like super fly, one more line, one more rhyme, like Peruvian fine, I can keep you down, I get you high, you like to blow, like Boston George, you want some more, for you and your horse, I kick off wars, I get behind walls and corporate doors, executive no sore, rich man high, eight balls and quarters, they call me, placing their orders, bring me across the border, buy the cake before I'm sold, they take a taste, snorting, habit, not worth the fortin', some use me strictly out of boredom, I hook people before, man, I warned them, I took many people out before them, doing my job, connected with the mob, got President Bush, Whitney and Bob, many others all walks of life, have one-on-ones with me every night, Hey yo, yeah yo, walk around with yeah yo, all in my days, oh I must have been crazy yo. Hey yo, yeah yo, walk around with yeah yo, all in my days, oh I must have been crazy yo. Hey yo, for yeah yo, walk around with yeah yo, all in my days, oh I must have been crazy yo. Hey yo, for yeah yo, walk around with yeah yo, all in my days, oh I must have been crazy yo.